Uh, guys, I just got an email from um, NetherRealm Studios, and they they need more, um, some help coming up with new fatalities oh. for all the tough guys in Mortal Kombat. I know we're not doing Mortal Kombat this week, but this is like mm-hmm. a business opportunity for us. Yeah. Do they want themed or... <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, no. It doesn't have to be themed. Yeah. This is our themed Mortal Kombat episode. Where we no. Talk no. About no. I'm saying like P. the fatalities need. Maybe there's like a sponsorship opportunity. Like oh, oh the okay. slur 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 slurpy brought by brought to you by Seven Eleven, and then That's reptile cool. buries a straw in his enemy's throats. And or we could do blood. it. Or we could do it like um, Shao Kahn shoves um, a Casper mattress up Raiden's butt and then unzips it. <laughs> And then Raiden kind of explodes from the inside out. I think that that's be, more of a Preparation H partnership. <laughs> it would be. It would end up being that. Or like I was thinking, like Scorpion could like it would like rip off Liu Kang's arms and then his legs and switch his arms and his legs and then it would rip off his head and his butt and switch those also. <laughs> let, me, um, let me hit you with this one. Okay. What about? Uh, Kano comes out of nowhere, rips off a guy's head, and then Sam Watterson comes out on stage and he's like. Life really can't come at you out of nowhere. Hi, I'm Sam <laughs> Watterson for Colonial Life Insurance. And, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? It's like you never know when your head might get ripped off. Yeah. Uh, uh, be what about this one? Wait, wait, wait. What, what if Goro, uh, he pins uh, Johnny Cage to the ground and he punches him in the face and he punches him in the face and he punches him in the face until his entire face is just a bloody pulp and he says, head on, apply directly to the forehead. Whoa. Oh, that's good. That Whoa. would work also. And then, what if Melina um, just eats Pizza Hut? <laughs> that would be awesome. No, that's probably the best one. Until the opponent leaves. Like, uh-huh. I don't understand what we're doing here. Yeah, we're just enjoying kill, some Pizza Hut. Are you going to kill me or... No? Okay. Guys, what, if they, bread. what if they threw a Mortal Kombat and nobody came? You know? Yeah. Think about it. Give Pizza <laughs> chance. <laughs> Look at these combats. I've gotten two Mortal... Let's stop. Yeah. They're That's all too cool. busy waiting for the pepperoni to come up to the Pizza Hut buffet, you know. <laughs> Shao Kahn eats. <laughs> he does kind of eat, though. I will say. He does. He I will eats, say. Sure. He's an eater. Well, he eats. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I could come up with Mortal Kombat fatalities literally for another hour and a half. <laughs> My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best games uh, of the week. My name is Ross Frustrating, and I know the best game of the week. Uh, this is the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest home interactive entertainment. This is a video game club, and just by listening, you've become a member Chris Plant, this week we were talking about Lies of P, and could you give me the improbable <laughs> the improbable answer to the question, what is Lies of P? It's time for it. You've been waiting all year for Dark Souls, but make it Pinocchio. Bloodborne, but make it Pinocchio. Pinocchio, but make it bad. Bad, uh, bad in like the sick way, not like it's sick, a bad yeah. game. Like bad. The game's it's actually, actually very pretty good. awesome. We're going to dig into it right after this. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, 
Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties. Do you think there was a moment when they were Mm -hmm. talking about this game where it was called Lies of Pinocchio and then someone just had to be like, pump the brakes, y'all. We can't put Pinocchio right there in the name. I mean, it is kind of fun that it, yes, I, yes, I agree with you. The interesting thing about this premise is when we first heard about it, it would have been what? It feels like, Six months, something like that. No, well, no, but it's been like three years ago. We were, yeah, yeah, like two or three years ago. I think at the Game Awards or something, they showed it off or Gamescom or something. Well, it's a Pinocchio video game, and when you hear it, it is initially <laughs> hilarious. And then I went to type out the premise to my friend Slice, and I said, "So here's the deal: um, Geppetto got really popular after Pinocchio came out, and he started making automatons that now populate the globe. And one day, the automatons all go bad and start killing people." And the only person who can stand against them is the one puppet with a soul, Pinocchio. And when I typed it out, I thought, fuck, that's cool. That kicks <laughs> ass, actually, it, it actually yeah. Whips ass. What a whip ass. Yeah, that kicks ass. He's got, like, a sword. Yeah, that's actually a very good idea for a video game. Congratulations. Now, is um, Pinocchio a puppet, or isn't he just a boy now? I mean, that's interesting, right? He's still a puppet. But yeah, why? that's an easy answer. He's what? a puppet. Because when he says he's a human, they count the game counts it as a lie canonically. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> <it's a> <laughs> um, I literally I don't know a better starting point for this except to say that it's um, it's like Bloodborne uh-huh. and Pinocchio. Obviously, the Pinocchio stuff. Let's put that to the side for a second. The Pinocchio stuff. You all know what it is already. It's Geppetto. They it's do it Vin- in a cool Vinini. way. He's got a cricket and a lamp and the a lamp- sassy cricket. The lamp, the name of the cricket is spelled like Gemini, but he pronounces it Gemini. Very yeah. good. Very, Very good. good. Take all that Pinocchio sh- stuff and put it to the side for just a second. And I feel like if we just talk about the game, we can get through that in like a minute and then we can get back to having fun talking about the Pinocchio stuff. Okay, fine. Because it, it really is, calling this a Souls-like, I feel like is like calling Pepsi a Coke-like. Like it's the same it's the same beverage. It's very. They have done a very, very good job of recreating so many things, so many elements from so many different Souls games. Uh, I absolutely agree. There. I mean, if you if you have the man, this is really hard, right? So, 
if you don't have the vocabulary with what that means, do we need to stop and explain that first before we explain how this sort of I like, don't think you get, so. Yeah, this is Souls kind of game. There's bonfires. You go through, you beat enemies, collect souls and it's you, hard if you die you, die you lose a your lot. experience and then you have to run after and pick up and your you experience and there's a RPG about so many of these games builds and, yeah, yeah i mean you get it you get it what i do think it brings some cool stuff to the sort of formula um little tweaks i mean nothing major but there's stuff like if you block it still hurts you but it opens up a window where you can attack the enemy and regain some of that health yeah that was right. a bloodborne which is a bloodborne thing, thing. Over. yeah there's um, um but there's also perfect, you can do perfect blocks, yes. which don't drain your health, which is kind of a Sekiro thing. Yeah. So there's like, it, it it's got really, a little bit of everything. It's, yeah. It lets you switch. Um, this is probably the most meaningful difference. It lets you switch um, the handles and blades of your weapons. So those mm. become interchangeable. And it's still, it's a little like, I'm still a little unclear about the what each one of those factors controls. But I do know that the, the handling of like the the stats the weapon scales with is connected to the handle of it, right? And the, and, all, and the the move set is also, I believe, determined by the handle, like correct. the way that the weapon behaves, the way that the you know the the every weapon in a Souls game kind of has different animations and attack speeds and yeah, all that stuff. That's all pretty much determined by the handle while so if you had for example like a like a rapier handle and you know how a rapier you know you poke 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 with a rapier but you put an axe head on it you're going to be poke poke poking with the axe head and in fact there are some weapon combos that are intentionally not effective because if you poked with an axe head it wouldn't do shit yeah so i put the i put a big fat wrench head on a rapier (laughs) handle (laughs) yeah it's the worst weapon ever (laughs) devised by mankind ones uh in a way that's it's uh but you when you upgrade you're really upgrading the blades and the blades have uh varying amounts of damage but they also have varying amounts of block and And range range and stagger and things like that it's cool i love i've i did every time i go back to uh, Hotel Crot, which is like the um, a the, very good one of these, by a the very way. good the hub, hub, the hub of, area of, yeah. of the of the thing that you can return to basically for free at any time, and that's where you level up and upgrade all of your shit. Uh, every time I go back there, I goof around with the with the. Every time I find a new weapon, I will take the handle just to see what the like different move set is like, and then put some different heads on it to see what that's like. And uh, it it really freshens up the like build craft for uh this this genre in a way that is really exciting to me because I keep I I usually just pick a weapon and stick with it in these in these types of games uh but this one has me mixing it up pretty yeah that i think that's the big why it's so smart is because you feel a little bit pot committed in a lot of these games because you've upgraded a weapon and it's like well i spent my whatever resource on this uh, sword so i have to use this sword and here even though you are doing that you're upgrading the blades themselves you can still modify your upgraded sword with another handle and feel like oh i have another weapon at my it's a different it's a different move set and different like types of attacks but using the same boosted stats of the blade that i've leveled it's 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 really really smart of all the things that i've seen in this game that is the i mean there are a couple but that is the biggest one that i'd love to see in like a full-on souls from software game i'm curious how much FromSoft would borrow stuff from this game though because for me this game is a from software game but kind 
And I mostly mean that for the better, but in some ways for the worse, I could see a lot of like hardcore fans being against the friendliness of this game. And by that, I mean everything from like, yes, the hub world that you go to is just, it's very safe. It's very warm. It's very, um, you can listen to records and you get a little boost from it. Throughout the whole game, everything is very clearly explained from the tutorials to even like the story where when you find a little nugget of story, like a written note, it usually relates to like whatever's in the room you're actually in. Down to yeah. even like the very like Dark Soulsy thing of you're walking across a bridge and you think you're going to attack an enemy, but then the bridge gives way and you fall. And in Dark Souls, you would die. And in here, it doesn't actually hurt you that much. Plus, there's a really nice treasure waiting for you down there. Yeah. And like, well, I don't think uh, any of that's bad, to be clear. I think it made for like a much smoother experience for me, but it is, it's just different. Well, okay, let's let's pause for a second because I think people might interpret what you just said, which a lot of that I agree with, but this is not an easy game. No, I, In fact, man. I would say this is like dramatically harder than Elden Ring because really? it is an old... Oh, I, I, think so. that, I think so. I, I, I'll I tell you what. I was like shocked how easy this game was for me as somebody who has never been... Like, I bounced off Sekiro. I didn't finish Bloodborne even though I really liked it. And this game has been kind of silky smooth for me most of the way so my experience in playing this game is this feels very much like an old school from software game, specifically in structure so the way the mm. game is is almost entirely linear i mean a lot of the souls games aren't linear but like this one you'll get to moments i guess it's closer to sekiro in that way where you'll get to moments where it's just a boss fight and you really have nowhere mm. else you can go apart from kill this boss and the bosses plan I, I think you're still probably a little bit before where i am like the boss you just fought the i think there's a fire boss that's like probably the biggest skill jump and then the boss after that even harder you hit these walls in this game specifically in the boss fights that i think a lot of people are going to bounce off just because of that if you don't have the patience to like learn all the moves and like take 20 runs at it because this game legit gets difficult yeah that that might be honestly why i found it easier is i've never gone about learning how to parry in souls games i've always played a sorcerer or anything else in this game it it demands it i know that you you found a way to make use of the dodge i yeah. i didn't so it just forced me to learn the basics and i found that once i like actually learned it i i I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I, I feel like I had almost been like afraid of learning how to parry in these games. Uh, hey, Plant, you should go back and play Sekiro now. Cause that, yeah, I know. That, I know. That's and, that game. And Bloodborne. Like, <laughs> I feel like this, it reminds me of Sekiro a bit and Bloodborne, I guess, because Bloodborne didn't really have like a dedicated ranged class. Like you could use like the weird yeah. occult weapons, but it was, it's not like Elden Ring or Dark Souls where you can get the magic missile attack and then just kind of cheese your way. There's through. no like, easy you, build in this. I've not had a hard time with the bosses because you can also summon little AI guys. I think I've actually beat every boss on my first try because uh, the AI buddies are. Do you fight the fire boss, Griffin? Yeah, fire boss, fire boss also. But first for me, try, the, really? I think so. Yeah. The, wow. For me, it's the Maybe little mini boss. The mini boss guys that you come across will fucking combo wombo you yeah, into the harder. ground. So 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 much, and there's so many of them uh, that have killed me 
many times over. So this? I don't think this is the easy onboarding experience for people who have looked at this genre from afar, because um, I do still find it quite quite challenging. I also, I kind of stumbled into, I don't really dig parrying in these. I don't like to take the time to learn like the animations and the way this game kind of demands, because even if you get the hang of it, as you meet different enemies, they have different windows yeah. to parry. And this game, compared to others I played, is a pretty tight window, at least as far as I could tell. Um, but I, I kind of backed into it because the weapon that I like, I went with a sort of rapier and I didn't realize that like rapiers in this game don't really block and they don't really uh, uh, the the thing they do is parry. <laughs> right. That, so I kind of loaded in my 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 stat points before I I figured out a way. I, that is one complaint I have about this. I do wish it gave you at least one chance to respec when yes. you start to get a sense of, and I do, I, from what I read, there's a something late game where you can do this, but I would really appreciate after a few hours of like experimentation, being able to respect my character to something that's a little bit more how I want to play the game. Cause I, I ended up with a few more stat points in those, but for a lot of these, for most of these games, if you stop using a certain stat, there's almost no point in upgrading it. So I kind of felt pot committed once yeah. I had put some points in. In and I also think it would have been great if they would just call these skills what they are. Right. <laughs> Not right. moti motivity. Motivity and is advance. strength. Yeah, I I didn't even know what I was picking uh, at the beginning, but uh, I so I wish you had a, a an opportunity to respec. I, I'm still not entirely sure <laughs> like why you would use advanced versus motivity because it's really just all three of them increase the same stats across your entire character well it's tied on the weapon. then to a weapon right so yeah. it, it's advanced, about like what advanced also boosts your your legion arm which we haven't talked about in addition to having your weapon mm. you also have like a i mean fully sekiro prosthetic yeah. uh, uh arm uh, that you can change, you unlock different ones, and you can upgrade, and you can change them. So, like, I I usually rock with one I think called Fulminous, which is like a charged up electric blast because electric damage does extra damage to puppets. Um, although I am running into fewer of those types of enemies did, now, uh, where I'm did at you get the to game. the part where you can like really upgrade the arm? Like, there's like yes. seven different options. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it's very uh, fun. It's wild. There's also so the other sort of big RPG hook. I, I, one one knock against the game. Uh, armor is bad. Is not good. It's like all uh robot parts that aren't visible, and so it's like when I find like a Union Workshop catalytic converter. That just sort of changes, you, feel nothing. you know. I mean, it you feels, feel I feel fucking nothing feel for nothing. that. When I find but a new I, costume I like that, that makes me look like a handsome little boy, I do like that. Oh, let's like, yeah. talk about what a what a what. what I actually in this game, I don't think that uh, Pinocchio is a delicious little snack of a man. Whoop! That was my nose growing. But you also so there's a thing called if I just everybody talk about how scrumptious Pinocchio is for one he's second. Scrum, he's scrum he scrum puts on this little sailor boy costume and he looks exactly like the berries and cream dude. It's great. <laughs> he's such a. They do not shy away from the fact that he is a dandy little boy who is doing yeah. his best with a you, very you, small sword. There's another upgrade system that you upgrade and it's very neat. You have it's like on a little node 
path, and if you invest in a node, you get the benefit from that. So that's you how you gotta get, tell like, tell wait, the people say, what it's say so what that it I'm is. going to say what it is. I'm saving it for the end. Jesus Christ, you guys okay. gotta, gotta trust. Gonna deliver on this. So there's one. This is like how you get more Estus Flask charges. This is how you can like upgrade your dodge. You can also like slot in these little sort of smaller boosts. That's like you get extra ergo, which is the souls. Anyway, this system is called your. It's called the P organ, which <laughs> is so good. It's so good, guys. They, they P organ is say a good enhance name. your P organ. Like you enhance your P organ, and it's not sports. a pop up ad. You might be tempted to think. No, there's a feature you can do with your P organ where you can change shape. I don't know what that means. I don't know how to change the shape of my. I think P it's organ. just haircuts. Okay, but that does feel like a spam email of like, does your P <laughs> organ need a new shape? Um, fucking hysterical. Um, I, we um, talked a lot about mechanics there at the Pinocchio. Can we, now now did, I feel like the window for Pinocchio stuff. Did y'all get to the point where uh, you can spend the the mega souls or whatever they're called on special weapons? No, yeah, I haven't that, unlocked that, that vendor or whatever yet. You must be a lot farther than us, Plant. I will I will I will tell y'all off this how to, how to find that vendor. Um, they they're they're locked weapons, so they you can't switch the handle on the blade, which okay. seems like a bummer until you realized oh, one of them is a, an umbrella, um, that pops open and kind of has like a defensive technique, and there's a sword that is kind of like, remember Ivy from Soul Calibur? Yeah, yeah. That sword that like breaks into a whip. It's, uh, it's uh, that. What is that thing called, Griffin? What was that thing? Oh, there's no way I'm gonna remember. Me neither. A blade whip um, blip. No, it's like a uh, each uh there's also a system of like your weapon charges as you use it uh well Arumi. it also has it, Arumi. It, it, Arumi. Arumi, yeah it, your, your weapon charges up this like magic power that you can spend on techniques and each blade has a technique and each handle has a technique which is another consideration whenever you are building your weapon each weapon also has like um like endurance degradation and the way that you repair that you can do it for free at any time is your arm your robot arm turns into a grindstone that you just pull your weapon through that you will sometimes have to do like if boss fights go on long enough you're gonna have to find a window where you can kind of sneak away and then fucking grind your weapon through your arm it looks fucking rad every time yeah Um, and it's not there's not really it's not a kind of mechanic where you're using up anything, which I really like. It's about like, because the sharpness would have irritated me if it was like use an item to sharpen your blade. It's just like this little extra layer of like this little plate to spin. Like, oops, did you forget? But but you can also, you do get an upgrade for it that lets you like, uh, uh, like add an elemental charge to your weapon for a brief like buff period. And right, no, No, those respond. Those respond every time you hit a a a a, a, a star gauge, which is the bonfire. Yeah, so you it incentivizes you to actually like use that shit, which I never mess with in Souls games because I don't want to use all of my you know lightning ash or whatever. Um, I. Jo- I feel like uh, I was coming into this from like a jokey perspective because it's the game's called Liza P and you have a P organ you can change the shape of and you play as Pinocchio and Geppetto is a fucking full blown dilf and like it's there's so much about this game that is zany and you're kind of uh, in a Bioshock world you're kind of in a Bioshock world but also I have stayed up very late every night this week playing this game because I keep. Uh, my desire to play it is so is so dramatically greater than I ever would have expected. Uh, it's honestly it is, one of the best, and it's coming to Game Pass as well. For be- I think it's already on Game Pass for people that are interested. Oh God, it's it, one it, of it, the best man. Game Pass like day and dates that I've seen in recent memory. Like I, definitely, I, 
I will say if you, if you have been keeping up with like the way this like um subgenre has been evolving over the past like 5 years, I do think it's a little bit of a step back in terms of things like level design or what have you. In that yeah. in that mm. sense it does feel like you can really feel the difference. All the mechanics in the world you can rip right from the Souls franchise, but like you cannot compete or or at least this game does not compete with like the grandeur and the like the art the general art design of the world and, right. and well not just the art design but like the inner like really interesting level design it, this yeah. is fine you get the shortcuts there's funny little bits where like you see a guy across a roof and you sprint at him and oh stupid he <laughs> just fell through yeah. the weak boards or whatever but it's not it's not of the same uh same class there are moments where you will see like an alleyway and in any from software game there's no such thing as like an invisible wall or anything like that here there's like a lot of alleyways that'll be like sorry these boxes just don't break for yeah we just yeah. didn't make this far yeah and that just doesn't yeah. happen in a from game but that's honestly it's fine like i don't i think it's a big deal i think breaker. that's also part of just like the streamlined version of this game i don't know yeah. if that's necessarily that they're like poor at level design i think just again the whole game is it's much more straightforward than most of these from soft games and yeah i, think for I would a just lot say of people, makes, that will be nice it just makes it feel a little more gamey than i think yes. like i get way more uh convinced that the worlds in like a from soft game are like living breathing worlds whereas these feel more like a game level I think that will be the interesting kind of critical conversation around this game as more and more people play it is it is very gamey. And I think a lot of people like games that 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 hold your hand sounds patronizing, but like that kind of guide you through it. Sure. And I again, I don't think that's bad, but I think that that it's kind of one of the push and pulls of video games is on one hand, iteration is really good. It is how like we develop franchises that are reliable. It's how genres evolve. But on the other hand, when you do continue to smooth off the rough edges of 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 a type of game like this, it does lose a bit of its soul. Pun. I I would have man, but I don't know because for all of that, there's a bunch of Pinocchio shit that is like that's true. Fucking great, like really genuinely. It. I don't. I don't have much sort of like connection to that story or world or anything, but like. I don't know. Once Jim Jiminy started to chatter, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, it's my little the, the Pinocchio my little shit cricket friend." It would work better for me if it wasn't so Bioshock Infinite. That 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 is, I did find at times I was like, oh, "Okay, I get it." Like we live in a world; it's a society. Things have gone bad. I I I wish that there was more Pinocchio shit. I was actually kind of surprised <laughs> how little Pinocchio it is. I There's got to be a whale not. coming up, right? There is a donkey man. I met a donkey man. There is a yeah. donkey man. There's there's some foxes. Um, yeah, yeah. I won't, I, don't, I, I, won't I feel like them. I I am used to a certain rate of playing Souls games mm. uh, at, at a regular interval, and it's been just long enough since Elden mm -hmm. Ring came out, and the DLC still isn't here that I did not realize how hard I was jonesing for this until I I got deeply, deeply absorbed by Lies of P. Yeah, kind of nice that so we got this and Armored Core right next to each other. Oh, we yeah. still have a new From game, and then somebody else can make this, which is also a delight. It, um, right. I, I, just to, I, I don't know if we mentioned this, but also I just did want to mention, 
it feels really good. Like yeah. even yeah. from the beginning, it does not feel in, in the way a lot of these games will sort of limit your mobility um, it, as a way of like making it more challenging. I feel like this game really does give you a lot of like if you get hit. Usually in this game, it is your fault. Like you could have run away pretty easily with a lot of the enemies. Um, it feels great and it's really fun to play. Okay. Who would have guessed? Not in a million, billion, trillion years. Yeah. I think we mentioned this. I think we should go back. I would love to go back and hear the times we have referenced this game because it is funny that there's a game called Lies of P. And it is. And it is funny. But secretly, it was going to be good. It's fucking great. Who would have guessed? I don't think he's made a wood in this game. It's the only problem. Also, you do lie. He was. You do lie. There's like a lying system that I believe affects sort of like you, you reach these binary the choices game. where you can lie. And I think it does probably affect like the ending and some, how some characters react to you. My nose has not gotten bigger. And I think yeah, that's no. bullshit. Can I tell I, you what, what it is? There's a portrait of you as a boy. And the more you lie, the more human you look and oh, the more fuck. the boy's nose grows. Oh, I didn't. I haven't seen that. It's in Geppetto's okay. office. I take it back. You gotta I take find it, it back. And get, bring it to Geppetto. When I'm in Geppetto's office, I'm just so like, "What's up? Strap He's, me in your chair, you weird strap old me man. In your chair. Put a quartz <laughs> in my pee organ. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after this." This episode of the Best Thieves is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that that is where aura frames comes in it's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now... You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts. And you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye 
to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, so we are Pinocchioed out for the time being. Great Speak game. Speak for yourself. I got the steam deck blazing, I'm baby. Mad. This fan is heating my crotch as I... Georgia, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta protect it. <laughs> Don't um, put the steam deck right out of your crotch. You, ever, you guys ever hold the steam deck in a weird way? You're like, fuck, I'm holding something that's extremely hot this entire right, time. Yeah. Sometimes I smell the vent. Do you guys do that? Smell vent? The, the smell Steam Deck has a smell it makes when it gets angry, for sure. <laughs> when it starts processing a lot. I played uh, Lives P on Steam Deck, by the way. It worked great. Oh. Is it good? Oh, okay. Yeah, it worked absolutely fine. Plant and I played a different game. In addition to Lives with P, we, we doubled up because there was a, a game that is the most wish-listed game on Steam that is upon us. Plant, what is this game? Party Animals, which is kind of like human fall flat and uh gang beast that that characters made a putty that do cute things but then they beat each other up right. and if um the what was last year's one the big one uh fall guys fall guys yeah if that was you know like uh the battle royale version of it this is like the mario party kind of version of of that series type um yeah, can you describe like what type of mini games are, are you doing in this rush? Yeah, so they're mostly team based mini games, at least the ones that I've played. Although there, I think there are one on one like combat games, but they're all objectives. So, for example, I played one where two teams of like cute, adorable animals are trying to launch explosives with a trebuchet across a river and uh trying to like score points that way but there's also like traditional like gang beasts like fighting levels and like you're throwing people out of a ring the it, controls it, and stuff don't change mini game to mini game right like you're still moving around and yeah, interacting you, with stuff in the same you, way it's you just, are a a gooey bit of uh cute animal and you can headbutt you can jump you can jump kick you can punch and you can okay. grab and yeah. then yeah, the, the, a lot of the games are um, kind of sports-based. So, like, yes, there's a hockey game where you're on a, you, you are itty-bitty on a giant hockey ice hockey rink, and you have to punch the uh, hockey puck into the ring. The trebuchet one, for example, there are explosives that come on to your side. You're, it's two trebuchets facing each other across a river, and you fire the explosives onto the other side, and then the team on the other side has a few seconds to try to throw those explosives into the river before they detonate on their side. And you want to get like seven or eight or however many to blow up on their side. But quickly, you realize, oh, you yourself can get fired in the trebuchet. So um, you are going over there carrying like two explosives, running away from people, and then detonating yourself to like create a detonation. Um, yeah, I don't just, know how to underestimate. You need to sort of set your expectations because... I don't think there's ever been a cuter fucking otter in a game than the otter oh, wow. that is in Party Animals. Oh, yeah. Wow. It is yeah, the and a dumber looking duck than the duck 
in this game. It's yeah, a the duck real dumb looking great. duck. The other good thing about these animals is when they get concussed, you feel it. <laughs> it they like they really take a, a shot to the head, and the game it kind of like vibrates. Uh, and he's they're not getting up for a long time. Uh, so much of the game's humor is seeing a very dumb looking duck get hit in the head really hard and its body go limp. Yeah. Um, you know, because what else is video games for? Yeah. What else I, is video games for? Pinocchio stuff. Pinocchio uh, stuff, mainly. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's true. I, I think we should all play it a little bit because I know we're going to be talking about a bunch of games. I, I, I don't think this is quite like game of the year material, though I think it's going to be very, 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 very popular among streamers. I'm excited um, to get it. Is it on Xbox? Yeah, it's on Game Pass, actually. It's on Game Pass? Wow. Yeah. Like, I'm going to play this with Henry, and I already know he's going to, like, be delighted by it. I will say the one... I wish that there was more of, a like, a cooperative thing. Like, it's all pretty competitive, is my yeah. sense. You're always playing uh, against other people, and I yeah, kind of just wanted... What? Yeah, oh, so I, there, it's team versus team, but you're, yeah, yeah, you're but wanting, like, a... Yeah, versus like the computer. Yeah, well, I was more more kind of hoping for something like Human Fall Flat, where you have these levels that you could go through with another person using the goofy physics that these characters have. Because like you really do have a lot of you have a sprint, you have like a drop kick, like you have a lot of things at your disposal, mm-hmm. and using them in like team based format, I feel like it can very quickly turn into chaos. Where if it was just like two people trying to like get across a bridge in a smart way would be a little more organized and I don't know. I, like, I think that setting expectations again for this game is key. Playing it with friends is great because one problem that I saw and maybe was guilty of and then had it come back my way, you can just grab on to whoever the best player on a team is and just pull them out of the match. So like I, you, there's voice chat in it and people would be like, oh, this is the, the, the duck is the good one. Somebody just hold on to the duck and don't let him get anywhere near the puck and you've isolated, like, the one good player. The duck is sus. Yeah, which is fun until somebody's just holding on to you and you spend five minutes of your game getting pulled into a different direction. Um, Overall, good. Good party game. Excited about it. Is there, sorry, is there, you you guys might cover this, but is it online only? Is there a... As far as I'm aware, it's online only uh, because almost everything is like you're playing against other people. I don't know if there's split screen or same system uh, multiplayer. That'd be nice if there was. But yeah, I'm not sure. Um, There's like a whole like progression system where you like unlock costumes and there's like a monetization thing. If you're like, you know, like Fortnite, if you want to buy costumes, stuff like that. But um Overall, I think that otter is just fucking cute. So great, love an otter. Uh, Fresh, you want to open the reader mailbag? It's open. Uh, <laughs> the first question comes from Patrick with the announcement that RE4, RE Village, AC Mirage, and other AAA games are running natively on new iPhones. I'm curious. Do you think that it will make for a good alternative to the Steam Deck or other handheld PC? Specifically with the Steam Link app being available on iOS, at least my experience being pretty usable. Y'all are the best. Hope to keep listening for at least another 10 years. Wow. Shucks. Um, Thanks, Patrick. I think it depends a lot on like where your 
stuff is bought. Like if you have like a big library on Steam, yeah, you could use Steam Link. I don't have a lot of luck using Steam Link, but I think it might just because there's a lot of interference in and around my apartment. But uh, certainly seems like if you have a controller for the uh, for an iPhone or, or an Android for that matter, which I know supports Steam Link, uh, Steam Link as well, I think we're getting to the point where like these devices become very viable uh, gaming machines. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I would call it an alternative to the Steam Deck, just because, I don't know, I think the way that the Steam Deck has mobilized PC gaming is pretty, uh, I don't know, unreproducible. On, yeah, it's on hard scale. to match the value proposition just because Steam is able to, like, you could buy Resident Evil Village on Steam for, I don't know, 20 bucks at this point, probably. Yeah, um, also and- with the Steam Link app, that point only holds if you already have a gaming PC that you can yeah, that is true. from. So you're like you're yeah. you're kind of doubling up on your pay. You yeah, I think for versatility's you. sake, I think Steam Deck's probably the way to go. But for people that only have a phone, it's pretty fucking cool sure. that they'll be able yeah. to play like yeah, actual sure. like new AAA releases, like Resident Evil 4 Remake, which fucking ruled. Are y'all getting that new phone? No. Okay. I'm the only one. <laughs> TBD. We'll see. If they bring one um, by, if they bring one by, yeah. Uh-huh. If they bring, bring one by the Tim, crib, they're like, hey. Come on, Tim. Tim, swing by the crib. Tim, Tim? you bring one of the crib, we'll talk. Does it Mine's fold? getting a little creaky, so it, it might yeah. be. Mine gets be very fun. hot, Love so that. that's not that's not great. It gets steam, not good. steam Deck hot. You don't leave it on your P-Organ, do you? We have another question. Ned asks... Oh, hey, this one's from Ned. Ned says, I wonder why they wouldn't shout. This is, I, I think, about uh, Rusty's conversation we had about Unity and all the drama going over there. I wonder why they wouldn't shout out uh, Godot Engine for hobbyist creators. It's free forever, and there are some great games to develop on it. The Case of the Golden Idol, Luck Be a Landlord, Cruelty Squad, Sonic Colors Ultimate. Um, the reason we didn't shout it out is just there's a lot of know. things, and sometimes we just don't say them all and <laughs> i don't know pretty basic it. i don't know but about uh stuff. honestly i never made a video game at all i tried to type a version of snake and q basic once from a book i got at the library but i fucked it eh? up so bad that i decided i should review games <laughs> <laughs> smart it's smart uh, those did, who cannot do <laughs> review did you, you see sounds the, really uh, cool. note from the terraria developer that Terraria's uh, developer is giving $100,000 to Godot and another open source engine. Like FS- um, Terraria made in Godot? Yeah. I don't think so, was it? I don't think it's made it. I think that they're just trying to support other engines during all this Unity. Bananas. Yeah, the uh, ReLogic is the name of the developer behind Terraria, and they made fuckloads of money selling game- uh, Terraria because they've done such a good job with free updates. It's a great game. Uh, and yeah, they they're donating a hundred thousand dollars, and also I think long term funding each of them a thousand dollars a month or something like that. Wow, just to so like cool. help support them do dope shit, which is great because Unity uh, is fucking things up pretty good. If you want to recap and you didn't listen to the rest of these episode, you can listen to that. Did you talk about how many people work for Unity? No, in that episode of Resties, it's know? like seventy seven hundred people. It's so many people. I don't know. That seems like a lot of people, right? Does that does seem like that a actually... lot of people. I know they have, you know, they do work obviously in uh, uh, special effects too. It's not just game design stuff, um, but that does seem like a lot of people. That's a fucking lot of people. I don't yeah, think that's a company. I don't think that's 
I don't know. That doesn't seem like that much for a company that big. Am I am I crazy? I don't. How many people work for? I'm gonna Google how many people work for Unreal. Because that I don't know. For Epic. For Epic, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. I guess that sort of will throw off the throw off the thing. How shitty would it be to be making a game and spending a decade of your life making it in a platform, and then they come out and say, and also. You have to pay a fee every time anyone installs yeah, it. Yeah, I think they've the most recent update, and again, this is going to be uh, delayed based on uh, when you're listening to this, is that it sounds like they're going to walk some portion of it back, but they're still keeping things up in the air. It is fucking wild to me that they didn't plan this better or talk to at least one person and be like, hey, what would happen if we did this? Hey. Yeah. Do you Maybe like this? One of, uh, one of their 7,700 employees would say... Hey, uh, I found, I found the epic the epic number. Epic uh, has twelve thousand people and is adding one point seven thousand jobs. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, but that's that's they have a whole store. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I just want to. I, I don't think those union people are over there sitting on their hands. I, I think no, it's just mismanagement. Not, no. I imagine there's a lot of frustration probably yeah. from the <laughs> people who work there at this at this uh, this fuck up. Uh, hey, did anybody anybody enjoy anything else this week? Um, I saw. The oldest headliner I will probably ever see in my entire life. Nice. I saw Willie Nelson perform oh, nice. at Forest Hill Stadium. Lovely uh, venue, lovely performance. The dude is 90 fucking years old. He's 90. And he can sing well, better than me, certainly. And he can play the guitar like a motherfucker. And Thank you for uh, finally admitting that Willie Nelson sings better than you. It's been so long <laughs> i thought you were gonna die on that hill Russ. yeah me too i saw uh i saw willie nelson in charleston with uh uh al sharpton <laughs> one time fucking it was hell a man political what? rally for uh like just democrats in general i think and it was willie nelson and al sharpton together wow. al sharpton did a dj set it was pretty lit actually <laughs> yeah, pretty good um, um I wanted to shout out. I'm still playing Sea of Stars. It's great. I want to shout out a book uh, uh, that I <laughs> I don't really have an explanation for. Why I'm I read pretty this. surprised to see it in the rundown. Uh, yeah, it's it's Remains of the Day by Kazuo okay. Ishiguro. Um, oh, what the book? Oh, I, was ex- the I thought this was the sad Anthony Hopkins thing. It is, but it's a book. The book, the sad. If you read only one book about a butler <laughs> written by a Japanese British novelist I make it remains of the day especially <laughs> one that has been turned into a film starring Anthony Hopkins make it and Emma Thompson I think I think is right uh-huh. make it remains of the day this is such a beautiful meditation on life and service and uh it is beautifully written and it's it's about a man who has lived his whole life as a butler uh, through like the 30s and 40s and is discovering late in life that his uh, the, the his employer was maybe on the wrong side during uh, World War II and maybe made that whole conflict worse. And it's him sort of meditating on if a life of service is well lived, if the thing you live your life in service of turns out to not be worthwhile and what you do at the time that you have left after you've made that realization. It's just, it's beautiful. It's evocative. I, uh, I read, um, never let me go. Another, uh, that was the, I was trying to remember which book of his I had read before. Yeah. Uh, and that's also 
beautiful. If, if you're into like literary fiction at all and want something that's like beautiful and not not too challenging to read, just kind of sucks you into a, a very different world and a very different mind, it's it's a great book. One other book by Ishiguro is Clara and the Sun, which is his most recent book. And for people who are playing Liza P, you might enjoy this because it's about a solar-powered artificial friend. Um, Do you like and that? The pseudo robots uh, relationship with like a, a sickly child, uh, but it is also very good. Though I, I honestly, if you haven't read any of his work, I'd probably read the other two first. This one's a little a little slower. Um, I wanted to talk about uh the DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, I think it's it it is a two part DLC. The first part is out now called the Teal Mask. Uh, I mostly wanted to circle back to this because I've been playing this game a lot with Henry after uh, we talked about it on the show and I was very cool on it uh, when, when we first talked about it. And playing it with uh, my son who has gotten deeply, deeply into it has really changed the experience for me. Um, they've also made some sort of marginal performance improvements uh, to the core game, uh, which are necessary because it kind of runs like shit still uh but the the dlc is 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 quite neat it adds like a whole new area to the game uh called kitakami which is sort of like classical uh like rural japanese like field trip inspired uh stuff and uh the the story is cute and i would say memorable if not you know game changing for this franchise uh, and it has like a ton of activities and stuff. I I feel like if I was not playing this with my son, it would not be something that I would be as deeply into. Uh, but I mean, we we got we got pretty hardcore into like catching super strong Pokemon and EV training them so that we could do like the seven star Mewtwo raid. Like we we are pretty deep into it now. Uh, and the the, the co op multiplayer stuff is, uh, is 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 genuinely very neat if you are playing with someone who is kind of like experiencing this world with the childlike wonder of a child's eyes. Um, so I've I've been I've been enjoying that a lot. I also finished Baldur's Gate three, and oh, I think I'm the first of our of our set to have done that. And so I will um, I will reserve my. I'm so excited to play more. We are talking about doing a big spoiler episode like next year at some point once everyone's had time to finish it because I, uh, I, there, I, there is a, there's, God, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, I think January probably makes the most sense. I want to give another update actually real quick. Um, I was kind of cool on Stray Gods, the musical interactive game, um, about like deities like, uh, on in a modern era that kind of becomes a murder mystery. I just want to say that, uh, uh, I, Charlie heard me talking about it and wanted to check it out, my nine-year-old, and she played the whole thing and really loved it for whatever that is worth. If you have someone who maybe is Hmm. a big reader and is into that world and loves musicals, she really dug it. So if, uh, again, your mileage may vary. Is Charlie listening to this podcast? No, no, no. I was talking with Sydney about it. thank God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, Sea of Stars, I, I mentioned it. I just, there's not much to say. I'm still playing it. Sleeper yeah, hit. I, I thought we'd pack a little Sleeper bit more. Sleeper hit so for Dustin excited. McElroy. Uh, I think I'm going to finish it. I played 20 hours now. It's really good. It's um, happening. Hey, as long as we're talking about sort of updates, uh, Russ text, uh, messaged me yesterday that uh, Hammerwatch 2 is getting a new multiplayer mode that is basically what we 
wanted. Demanded. <laughs> Demanded, which is like, uh, you know, you can bring your characters around different multiplayer games and there's like a sort of constant progression there. I still, I, I am excited to dip back into it. I think it is a huge undertaking to basically change the entire structure of the multiplayer of, of that game in the way that uh, a lot of people were asking for. And so that is, I think, hugely commendable, and I'm excited to to hop back into it. I'm still a little bit worried about like the action RPG gauntlet style thing not necessarily meshing with a kind of big open world RPG format, but I at least feel uh, excited to check it out, knowing that you know I can play multiplayer with Russ or you know anyone online and not have to start a new fucking character every time I play it. So kudos to the they also added um instance loot was which was another big critique we had about the multiplayer that so yeah it's great to see that they're really taking the time uh two things for me one uh i watched inland empire for the first time the other day have you ever seen this the the david lynch movie yeah it's one of one of the few ones of his i have not watched it it's fantastic. It's three hours long. Perfect. And to say that it's about anything, like it's about an actress who gets a big role in a movie only to find out that it's a remake of a cursed movie that never got released. It's a little bit of like that game that we played last year, Immortality. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, obviously it's about a million other things. There's something great about the feeling of watching a movie like this where y- it feels like a gamble. Like, you know, we're like, you're watching it and it's three hours and it doesn't make a lot of sense. And there's that moment that's going to happen maybe like a half hour in where you're like, oh, I'm going to love this or, oh, no, I've made a grave mistake. And that feeling, I, I like, I really chase that that energy from a movie. And this was definitely one of those half hour in, oh, my gosh, I found a new favorite movie. Um, it's great for, uh, Halloween season, I will say. I think people would really enjoy it. If you like creepypasta, um, hey, this is what has inspired a lot of your favorite creepypasta, especially movies like Skinnerink, which I think I mentioned earlier this year. And then the other thing that I have, I just want to give a shout out. I have finally made my way through, uh, these books called Genki, which are, um, like learning Japanese books. And there's a YouTube channel that I've used through a lot of this called Tokini Andy. And if you've ever been one of those people who's like, I really want to go learn Japanese, but it's really tough and challenging and scary. uh, I think this channel is like a really great place to start and that it works a lot like having a tutor who is just taking you through every chapter of the book. So uh, if that's something that interests you, you should really check it out. Cool. Uh, I want to thank the following people for writing reviews of the best in Apple Podcasts. We have Ultra Pabs, we have M Fish King, and we have Make Russ Say Farty. Oh. Which which they've done. Well done. Uh, what are we doing next week? Uh, next week we're going to talk about, we're going to go back in to Cyberpunk. We're going to jack in. Dig through the wreckage. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to make a a return to Cyberpunk, see how things have evolved in our time away. I heard they really clean up the streets out there, so that'll be a relief. (laughs) There is new DLC coming out that is the impetus, and also there's a 2.0. Solid Snake. What? (laughs) (laughs) Starring (coughs) David Hayter is Solid Snake. I don't think so. Is it not? I don't think so. It's really unconnected. 
Where where are you getting, David? It's called it says, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. It sounds like uh, the most fucking Metal Gear Solid it's like ass name ever. Da- Phantom Liberty was definitely <sighs> a Metal Gear Solid game. I'm certain of it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. That's the end of it. Thank you so much for listening to our show, The Besties. And this is the end of it, as I always say, at the end of every conclusion. podcast I've ever recorded. Uh, <laughs> we're so uh, thrilled that you uh, spent this time with us. And we hope you will join us again next week for The Besties. Because should the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Steve.